You're listening to the Uncensored Direct Marketing Show. This show is designed for direct response marketers who want raw, unfiltered conversion tips and secrets to scale their offers profitably to reach their next million. I'm Maria Sparagas. I'm the founder of Direct Paynet and your host. Now let's dive in. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Uncensored Direct Marketing. Today, I have a very special guest, and we're going to be talking about affiliate marketing with Josette Pester. Uh, Josette and I met in a very uh, funny way, I guess. Josette, we met through a common contact. You used to work with Ty Buckles at uh, Shoe Money. Yep. So this is definitely a blast for the past. This is an, an old, old uh, contact of mine who's a contact of yours that put us together. Um, and Ty said that you are the original OG of affiliate marketing and you know what's up. So uh, after we had our brief conversation, I said, you know, I really need to have Josette on the show so we can really dig into everything affiliate marketing and uh, give our guests some good tidbits on how to manage their affiliates. Uh, so thank you so much, Josette, for, for appearing on the show. Uh, and I'll let you say a few, you know, a few brief words about your experience and what you've done in the last 10, 20 years, but not 20, 10, 10, not more than 10. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, it's a pleasure to meet you. And yet I've known Ty for a very long time, as it seems like you have as well. And um, he's a great guy. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. You know, it sounded <laughs> fun. And uh, basically, I've been doing affiliate marketing since 2004. So hopefully that ages me, I guess, but that's all right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, yeah, I got my start after I got out of college and um, started working for a company called CPA Empire that turned into was well, opt-in real big and then turned into affiliate.com when we rebranded. So kind of got my start there and then moved over. I was there for, I believe, nine years. And then I moved over to Axon Media Group, um, which was a great place to work as well. <laughs> and um, basically did the same affiliate management and stayed there for probably about four years and then moved on to Flex marketing group and I did some consulting for them. And now I'm at Rate Special Interactive. So currently, and I've almost been there almost about a year now. So, wow. Yeah. And you've been managing affiliates this whole time. Is that your primary, your primary work, I guess? Yeah. Primarily, um, basically has been affiliates Um, at Axon and at Flex. I also worked with advertisers as well, um, which um, was fun as well, but I also, I, I feel like it's more, I'm definitely more an affiliate manager is what I've learned about myself. Yeah. I really like working with the publishers. <laughs> what, what kind of offers do you manage usually? What's like, what's the, the, the majority of the, the offers that you've managed in the last like couple of years? Um, well, basically uh, Flex and Axon, they had a wide variety of offers um, in their platform um, where at Rate Special, we're a little more uh, niche. So, you know, we have some uh, pretty exclusive offers, I guess you'd say, in our portal. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's really I mean, being in the affiliate space for that long, I, I managed affiliates in the adult space for probably about a year. And um, I did pretty well, I have to say it was like 2006. And um, for some reason, just because I was a woman, I think it just worked. So I, I find it, it's, 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 and I get this from a lot of women in this industry is that, oh, you know, affiliate manager women seem to do better or yeah. they, they seem to have like an edge, you know? Um, yeah. Do you find that, do you find that's accurate? Like, I mean, you've been in the space long enough to see so many different players. 
Um, yeah, a hundred percent. I agree with you on that because, um, when I first got my start, you know, to be honest with you, I, you know, in 2004, I didn't really know what I was doing <laughs> because I was like, you want me, what am I doing? <laughs> like, sell what? And then how does this work? You know, and we're doing CPMs and like, you know, it was very, um, a lot of the lingo I didn't understand, but, you know, going through it and getting to the trade shows and stuff. I think you do have a little bit of an edge because uh, I think we're always a little more approachable. <laughs> so, you know, it was, there wasn't as many women either, you know, so. We stuck was, out at Affiliate yeah, Summit and all yes, that stuff. I remember yeah. when I went in like 2000, I think 2009 was the first yes. time I went to Affiliate Summit. It was like a, it was like a sausage fest. I was like, where are the women here? hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yes. Like, I remember um, my old boss um, hired uh, Missy Ward uh, yeah. and she was doing some stuff for us at Affiliate.com and I was so thankful for her. She was a rock star. So yeah, <laughs> still is. Fun. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, she's great. Yeah, she taught me a lot um, just in the industry. And she's definitely one of the OGs. <laughs> so. yeah, no, but you know what? Affiliate Summit, funny enough, um, although it's like an affiliate show, I got like my first few clients from there. I made so yes. many business deals. Like the first couple of years of that show, like I haven't been in a while, but like the first couple of years of that show was like I was meeting. It was like the place to be. Everybody who's anybody in direct response, just like anything online marketing was there. Yeah. It was, it yeah, was the biggest. Wild. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been in a while since COVID, you know, but um, yeah. I was going and it was still, you know, large and doing great. You know, the last couple of times I was in the Vegas one, I want to say maybe five years ago. <laughs> I guess it's been a little while, but yeah, um, it was it was a lot of fun. I love those shows. Hopefully we can get back to normal still too. <laughs> I, do. I would like to I would like to go back for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, since you've been in this space for so long, I'm just curious. I like to see, you know, people who who, who have transitioned through different like eras of of a, of a, um, an industry. Like, what are the biggest changes you've seen? Let's say from 2004 to 2010, and then the last decade. Like in terms of like affiliate management. Like I remember back in my day uh, when we managed affiliates, like we weren't clawing back like refunds and chargebacks and stuff like that. It was just kind of like we were losing so much money from stuff like that. So what are some of the, the biggest things that you've, you've seen kind of transition from, from your early days? Uh, definitely in the early days, it was like kind of a free for all, <laughs> like you're saying, you know, it was like, we weren't really sure how to track down, you know, fraud as well as like how somebody was like running an offer. And I want to say the advertisers, you know, were a little, you know, not necessarily like more lenient, but I don't think knew kind of what, you know, you know, what, what are they doing? What is this um, publisher doing? And is it going to back out, you know, and there wasn't a lot of processes in place. So yeah. you know, sometimes it was really great. And other times it was like, Oh, <laughs> this did not go well. And then getting paid, you know, wasn't always easiest, which I feel like, you know, now we kind of have processes in place that help, you know, kind of with getting everybody on the same page, you know, with the publisher as well as the network. And then you have the advertiser. So if you can get everybody kind of on the same page and I feel like it's a little more, I want to say strict, maybe not strict. I don't know what the word is. <laughs> maybe, maybe more organized. Organized. Yes. That's yeah. a good word. Yeah. Cause it's just, I think like everybody kind of knows or maybe they're not as like, my publishers are a little more open to like how they're marketing. You know, before, back when I started in 2004, everybody thought, oh, you're going to steal this or, you know, it's like nobody's stealing anything. 
what? I don't even know what you're doing. You know, I just need to know so that we can figure this out, you know? And I want to say that trends of the market have changed quite a bit um, just because of the, well, I think it kind of goes with the economy. So basically back like, you know, 2004, we were really huge in the ringtone space, which, you know, that would never happen now. There's no such thing as that offer. You never so. know. It might come <laughs> back. People might want you. Yeah. Yeah. And then for a while we were really, we sold American flags, you know, I mean, <laughs> and I remember, yeah, my old boss had a bunch in his basement and, you know, it's like, it's crazy, you know, but we don't have stuff like that anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> what's old is new again. Sometimes we never know. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the interesting thing I find about the affiliate industry is um, not necessarily how quickly it changes, but how when one person does something, it almost like mushrooms into everybody doing the same thing. So like, for example, like payouts, like what's what's a, a good rule of thumb for payouts? Like, do people get paid daily, weekly, or is it like really to the discretion of of you know, the parties involved or like how, how, what are your best practices, I guess, on like, let's say, for example, an offer owner um, has an affiliate program, like, should he be paying once a week, once a day, once a month? Uh, I want to say, I mean, basically before you kind of know how the traffic's going to back out, I mean, you definitely want to be net 30 um, just because, you know, the advertiser is probably how they pay you, you know, so you don't want to like, put the cart before the horse, yeah. <laughs> you know, be like, this is going to be great. And then it's not, you know, so then you always want to like put your be best practices forward, you know, so that you are watching out for the company that you are working for. And then basically if, you know, things are working well, then I think you could always have a probability to maybe move to net 15, you know, as long as I think if you have a great relationship, you know, with the publisher as well as the advertiser. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, that brings me to my next question. So we talked about payouts. What what are your your best tips to attract affiliates? Because I mean, there's a lot of affiliates. There's a lot of offers. I mean, we can play the pricing game and the affiliate commission game, but after a while, like it kind of like there's a point where you know the parties can't um, mm -hmm. you know can't pay more than than a certain amount. So what what are your 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 best tips or your advice um, to attract affiliates and keep them? Once they're doing well. Um, you know, I, like you said, I mean, payouts are always a, a big thing, you know, to a publisher, you know, and also the type of offers you have, um, they have to be attractive, you know, to the publishers as well as not everybody has this offer, you know, and I believe too, it's more of a relationship. You want it to feel like, you know, almost like they're a friend of yours. You know, I feel like you have to really build off of speaking to them on a daily basis. You know, you can't just assume they're going to be like, oh, you know, you have a great offer, so I'm going to run it. I feel like relationship is huge. You know, it's definitely, you want to get to know them, you know, and be a part of their life. It's almost kind of like, anything, I guess, like even in real estate or, you know, it's always like you want to be definitely always in, in their, not in their face, but you want to ask them how they're doing and if they're doing well, well it's, it's a lot family, of, you know, yeah, it's a lot of relationship yeah. management. I remember some of my top affiliates, it was like, oh, how was your kid's birthday party? How was this? How was that? And it yeah. was, I mean, it was, I think more so with affiliates than, than like an affiliate management, the, the relationship building was like the biggest part. Like, that's why I think I was so successful. It was just, I got to know everybody. I got to, you know, talk to everyone on a personal level. 
And then, you know, it worked well, but all things being equal, how do you find, how do you think affiliates are attracted to certain offers? Like, for example, let's say you have a whole bunch of like health offers. Mm-hmm. Um, how would an affiliate decide which one to, to choose? Uh, I think if you can kind of tell them some background, you know, on it, and if you've had it in your, you know, your network for a while, I mean, you can be like, this is what it's doing for others. And if you give them facts and, you know, numbers don't lie, you know, so if, if it performs once they put it up, then they know like, oh yeah, you know, she's got it right. You know? (laughs) Okay. So, so you do, you do give affiliates, basically you give them like kind of info sheets about the different offers. Yeah. Yeah, I think you definitely, a lot of them kind of want some specs on depending on, you know, kind of what they're looking for. You really got to see what they are like, what type of EPC they're looking for, like the target they're looking at, and then try to get to their level of expectation. Otherwise, I mean, really, they're going to be like, I can't do this because I'm spending this amount of money and it's not going to back out, you know, so even if they like you, that probably won't work. <laughs> They'll well, still be I, like, I like you, but. <laughs> well, for sure. And and then yeah. but that, that brings me to another question, which is like, what if you're, you're new, you know, you have a new offer or you're launching something new. How do you attract them away from things that are already working? Um, I think that is kind of, you're gonna have to rely on the advertiser um, to see maybe if they have any background on, you know, the expectation of how it's going to do. And if they don't, you really have to find, you know, the the publishers that you have a really good relationship with, where they're maybe okay testing it and maybe it doesn't do as well, you okay. know, and they're fine with that, you know, they're, but they did you kind of like a favor. Okay. See, like, did this do okay? You know, <laughs> no, it didn't. Or yes, this is great. We got a winner. So that's kind well, of... I guess that's, that's why it's, I mean, you know, I was kind of getting to this whole, um, you know, having a you know, like either doing it in-house or outsourcing it, right? Your affiliate management. And I guess if you do outsource it, it's a pretty big benefit that somebody already have, like, like, you know, like at Rate Special and all the different companies that you work for, you guys already have a network of affiliates. You can have people test it. You can have people, you know, give tips and advice on how to make things better. Um, But if, if somebody were to say, I'm going to do it in-house, or I guess maybe the better question is if you're starting something new or you're, you're opening up to affiliates for the first time, would you suggest outsource being the best way to go to begin with? Or would you say, start small in-house recruit a couple of affiliates and then take it outsourced? Um, I'd probably start small in, in in-house and just with a couple of affiliates. I mean, just to see, you know, you don't want to, like, I always say like, you always got to start with your grassroots, you know? I mean, I feel like that's a huge thing. If if you don't have the grass still growing, you know, and you don't water the little seeds, then it's like you may have some big seeds here and there. And then it's like they might go like this, you know, but you always got to have the solid foundation. So I feel like if you're new and I think that's something you should always focus on is grassroots 100 percent. Just yeah, I mean, I, I have a lot of merchants that I know and, you know, we work with a lot of different merchants at Direct Paynet and a lot of them are very fearful of affiliate traffic because, yeah. you know, they have like, they, they're dialed in. These are like mature offers, you know, they're doing well, but they're like, oh, you know, I need to grow. I w- And, you know, sometimes I'll say, oh, do you have an affiliate program? Oh, no, 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 no. We're not touching that. We're worried about chargebacks. Yeah. We're worried about a refund rate and so forth. So it's like getting their feet dipped in it is is, is a bit 
it's scary. It's scarier than any other traffic source. So, you know, working with a trusted partner, I guess, like you guys, um, is probably a good idea, but other, other than that, like, you know, you said managing it in house, um, would you get like an affiliate manager and then have somebody kind of like put the stats together and really kind of dive into, to, to get some metrics, to be able to, to know what your baseline is. So when you go outsource, you know, this is what you're expecting. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I think you definitely, you know, get, get an AM, you know, to check into all this stuff and have all the facts out there. And then you have, you know, a solid foundation there that you feel that can back up what you're doing. So. Wow. You're answering so many questions. I have like a million in my head and I'm trying not to, I'm not trying not to like jump to too many topics, but I was thinking, you know, back in, back in the day when I was doing the, the adult um, affiliate management, we had a CPA and then we also had a rev share model. And, you know, a lot of the affiliates would start with the rev share model. uh, But then towards the end of my tenure, everything kind of switched to, to CPA. What, what are your thoughts on that? I know, like, I think RevShare is dead, but I, I'm not really sure. Is it, is, is that still a thing that are people offering? Let's say you have, you know, your LTVs really big and you, you know, you have uh, like people that can stay on for many, many months. Is that still a viable model? Um, you know, I mean, I think basically CPA is, you know, mainly what a lot of, uh, networks work off of, you know, okay. but, um, I think there is still some ref share models in place. Um, okay. sometimes advertisers kind of like to do rev share and a blended payout. You know, I would imagine it's kind of, um, kind of what they would maybe want to do. Okay. Um, but, um, I think it's kind of whatever works for like your business model, like, and sometimes ref shares don't work for a publisher and sometimes they do, you know, okay. sometimes they want a straight CPA or, Sometimes, you know, I feel like anymore, you know, there's not as many networks, you know, we've kind of narrowed down, you know, there's so many, you know, and some of them kind of went away and some of them, um, I guess, publishers as well kind of know what they are looking for. Like, this is what I want, you know, so it's like, oh, okay. You know, so I think it's the best way to like, maybe be like, this is what we can help you with. Or, I mean, I'm not sure whichever, you know, whoever you decide to go with as a network, I guess that'd be more what they would like to do. So, yeah. Do you find that like versus other traffic cost wise, do you think that affiliate traffic is more expensive in general than let's say Facebook traffic, or, I mean, not to get, I, I know you're, you're not necessarily a Facebook or, or any other ad specialist, but I, you know, the impression that I get again, just, this is so anecdotal. I'm like, just yeah. zero data here, <laughs> but yeah. I do hear the, oh, affiliates are really expensive. Um, you know, it's harder to, it's, it's harder to manage and stuff like that. It's more of a headache. So what are, I guess maybe the, the better question is what are some practices to make sure that affiliate traffic is a very viable um, traffic source for you to kind of diversify. Cause I mean, Facebook can, you know, decide to have a policy change tomorrow morning and your business right. is gone. If you're just doing Facebook, yeah. which I've seen time and time and time again. Um, and same thing with Google, you know, they're doing their updates and stuff like that. It can, something can change and then your, your yeah. business is wiped out. I feel like affiliate traffic is, is a little bit more certain because you have yeah. actual, an actual human being that's, you know, um, pushing traffic to you through various yeah. sources. So, I mean, I guess I, I'm, I'm going around in circles, but I hope yeah. the question is clear is what would you say to somebody who's like, who's, who has that objection where, you know, affiliate traffic is too expensive or it's too much of a headache or like, how would you convince them that no, actually it's not? 
Well, I think they kind of have a little bit more balance. You know, they probably know what the market prices are and how to stay on, you know, affiliates kind of know that they know how to, you know, get Facebook traffic and they know how to target it. And, you know, so I don't think it would be more expensive per se, because they might know some, you know, backend stuff and, you know, maybe that they don't, you know, because mm-hmm. um, they've been in the industries for so long and maybe they're following the trends, you know, because that's kind of what their business model is. Um, plus, then you're getting a blend and a balance. You know, if you have all these different affiliates, you know, running all these different ways, you're not just getting flooded with Facebook traffic or flooded with Google, you know, maybe they're an email marketer, you know, like, so that would kind of be why I would go in the way of like working with an affiliate network. Oh, awesome. So, I mean, so you find that affiliates are, are, is like, I mean, just in your network or your experience in the last couple of years, do you find that a lot of affiliates do the traffic sources kind of stay similar for the offers? Like if you have like an affiliate program in health versus credit versus, you know, uh, sports betting or whatever the case is, like would each of the offers have like a very typical type of affiliate profile or do the affiliates really try to diversify and you get like some email traffic, some Facebook traffic or what's, what's, I guess, what's the split of the different traffics? Um, but we, I honestly, it varies. I feel like, I mean, even, you know, with the different networks I've worked at, you know, I mean, you have some, um, affiliate marketers that, you know, they do, uh, display email, you know, and they may have a website that they, you know, want to put things up on and, um, they drive their own traffic to it or they have organic traffic as well. And then basically asking kind of on the advertiser side, like, you know, Hey, what do you, do you want uh, display traffic? And maybe they're doing their own in-house like Facebook traffic. So they may say, no, you know, we don't, okay. we don't want that because that would become a competitor to the advertiser. So you really have to like ask them like what, what, what each need is, you know, so they're not going, Oh no, we don't want that. Cause that doesn't help our business model. So, like I, I think it always goes back to relationship, you know, with the advertising as well as the affiliate. And I think communication is huge, you know, between the whole bridge of, you know, relationship. So, well, that's, that's pretty interesting. Cause I mean, you know, if you're doing, let's say your own Facebook traffic, your own Google traffic or whatever the case is, but you're, you're weak on email or you're weak right. on, you know, organic or whatever, you can go yeah. to an agency and say, Hey, look, this is the gap that I'm looking to fill. I don't want any right. more Facebook traffic. So, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's an excellent tip for somebody who's looking to get their feet wet and in, in getting yes. some affiliate traffic is pick a source that you're not monetizing right now. And then, yeah. Wow. That's okay. Well, that's, that's a, that's yeah. a great tip. That's, we're going to use that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It kind of makes sense. It's like, you don't want to put on more, you know, if you're spending money, you don't want to make your costs go up, you know, for sure. So, for sure. An advertiser needs to come in and say like, this is what we're looking for, yeah. you know, to expand, you know, our product. For sure. you know? And then that way, a lot of networks can, you know, say like, oh yeah, we can definitely help with that. Or maybe it isn't, you know, something they can help with. It just depends on the different networks, kind of what they specialize in, you know? Yeah. And how how do you guys, um, like, how do you just in general, just as an affiliate manager, how do you check the quality of the traffic that's being sent? Like, for example, you're getting, you know, uh, you know, we've all heard the horror stories of all the customers were promised an iPhone if they buy this or, you know, these nightmare scenarios and then all these refunds are coming in. How do you, I mean, you know, there's some checks that you can do, but what are like maybe a couple of tips that could really be actionable to, to verify the quality of the traffic? 
traffic or where it's coming from. But obviously thinking, let's say, a you know, a really big offer owner might not be able to check every single traffic source of every single affiliate. Like it, it could be a nightmare to, to have that, you know, to do that. So what are a couple of quick things somebody can do to make sure that, you know, like things are legit traffic wise from specific affiliates? Um, I think basically like communicate, I mean, communication with the advertiser is probably one of the biggest, you know, things just so they're on the same page, you know, and you don't have any surprises, you know, <laughs> at the end where they're like, this is not backing out, you know, and that way you kind of are all on the same page. And I think always asking what type of metrics they're trying to hit, you know, as well as the publisher, you need to ask them like, what, what, what are your goals? You know, and I think, you know, if they, you know, learning of a publisher is kind of like, if you know, they're sending bad traffic, they probably won't be able to answer those questions, you know, <laughs> like they'll be like, oh, you know, whatever, you know, if they're doing stuff like any more though, see there, I don't feel like the offers are as like easy to, you know, fraud because there is, I don't see a lot of those like get a free iPhone, you know, or like, you know, like not like they were back in the day, you know? So yeah. I think the advertisers definitely know now kind of what they're looking for um, and kind of what type of targets need to be hit on the back end. Okay. Um, possibly maybe they put caps in place, you know, so that they can say like, I only want to take X amount and then we're going to, you know, you can see how it's looking on our end or okay. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I guess what it sounds like affiliates are now um, just more willing, like advertisers and publishers are now working a little bit more close together to make sure that everybody's happy. Cause I mean, back in 2006 or so, it was like, send traffic, we'll figure it out later. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I think you had a lot of big back end buyers back then, you know, yeah. on stuff and you had a lot of capital on these companies and, you know, they didn't know which end was up sometimes and it wasn't bad. It just maybe didn't get them the best customers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, when I started, when I started direct painted in like 2010, um, you yeah. know, affiliate traffic was, you know, especially when it for health and beauty, anything health and beauty was like really affiliate traffic driven. Okay. And I saw so many Epic, uh, disasters occur. Yeah. Just like people well, the rebuilds. Yeah. It's yeah, like the rebuilds yes. and then the, the affiliates. I didn't know they were getting rebuilt. <laughs> it was a nightmare. And 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 these companies that were making like millions of dollars one month were just literally going bankrupt the next day. It was a nightmare, you know. So yeah. I mean, you know, obviously now things have cleaned up. Um, and it's important that both parties are are speaking to each other to make yes. sure because I mean, if you're an affiliate and you know the offer you're promoting is is goes bankrupt yeah. then you have to kind of rejig all your exactly. tools and you yeah. know it makes it harder for you as an affiliate as well exactly so. yeah they got to keep up with the trends you know what is hot you know and if that's not one of them right now then they you know know they need to change their business model it's like yeah. okay well i need to change it not that it was necessarily their fault it was just i think some of the times the advertiser even on those it was like i don't think some of them some of the consumer knew they were like getting a rebuild you know <laughs> It's like, oh no, I'm getting billed again. Practices. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, what is this? But I feel like uh, communication has gotten a lot better. Um, yeah. Just in general. And, uh, you know, I just think the space is still, you know, has a lot of potential. And I feel like it's still growing. And like I said, I think it's like always keeping up with the trend. Like what's hot right now? You know, what's, what's big? You know, it's yeah. kind of like, makes things better. I don't know. I feel like 
we've lost some offers along the way, but then, then you think about something else happening on in our worlds and it's like, this will make sense, you know? Yeah. So, no, I mean, the, the, the offers that I see, like the health offers, beauty offers and, uh, you know, info products and all that, you know, the billing practices are now a lot better. It's yeah. a lot clearer. The pages are a lot clearer. There's a lot more, um, sophistication, I guess is the word. Like, I mean, I remember, you know, like again, 10 years ago, it was like, you just throw a page. There's like, I don't know, 500 yeah. words on there. And it was like, go. Like, yeah. Like if they're promoting something, they know how to be more clear. Like this is yeah. what's, you know, this is the deal. Yeah. <laughs> and the affiliates had a lot less to work with. You know what I mean? Like if now, and if as an affiliate, if you're looking for like email copy, you could probably just get it from the offer page, right? Like you can, yeah. you guys yeah. provide all of that stuff. Like back in my day, I used to provide like creatives and all that. Like I used to give people banner ads and obviously. Oh, you guys do that. Okay. So you provide. I know, all I did. Yeah, no, I mean, now it's definitely more the advertiser kind okay. of, they, yeah, like what they want, you know? like so like how do they want their offer promoted you know it's uh basically usually it's like word you know and you always got to have the unsubscribe and you know things are like very strict and that they have a suppression file <laughs> oh, wow, okay yeah so i mean if you're an email marketer i mean they definitely know that they're gonna have to use best practices you know yeah email marketing is tough I mean, really, just getting not getting into spam is already like a challenge so it's definitely yes. yeah, i commend the all affiliates but email marketers who are able to to get through that that gmail promotion tab yeah. <laughs> you're like oh man this guy's gold exactly uh, <laughs> and they know what they're doing <laughs> for sure 100%. yeah well what talking about you know um just best practices and things to attract affiliates what are you know do you guys still do affiliate contests do you think do you think affiliate contests are good things bad things do's and don'ts like what's your what's your thoughts on that you know, we, we, but the last few places I have, we haven't done any, you know, we used to do a lot, you know, back, back a long time ago and it was fun. I thought it was a good time and it was a good challenge, but, um, we haven't done one, you know, and we used to have them win tickets to affiliate summit and stuff. That was oh, wow. kind of cool. Yeah. Like back in 2007 and 2008. And it was kind of a cool little challenge, you know, for them because they really wanted to go to the show. So it was fun. And I hope we can maybe start doing that again at some point. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that, does that get people like really behind an offer you find? Like when you, you do these little kind yeah. of contests, it does. Okay. Some affiliates really wanted to go, you know, I mean, it, back, you know, when the shows were packed, you know, I mean, I guess with COVID there isn't any really going on and hopefully we can get back to those days. Cause that was a good time. I think, you know, always face to face is better, you know, just because make it know somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You just get to kind of get to know somebody better. So that's funny. I find that yeah. the affiliate space is still a very face-to-face kind of making yeah. deals over a couple of drinks. Uh, and yeah. it's, it's, Even though it's like, we're all probably remote and, you know, stuff like that. We're all over the place, but it's always nice to meet in the middle and, you know, build a solid, you know, a, a more solid relationship or you feel more connected with that person. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to tell you a very funny contest um, that that I ran. Uh, you know, part of part of the affiliate ma- management team, and it's it's it would probably be your worst nightmare. Uh, <laughs> We did something crazy. So back, you know, uh, back in 
2006, when I was running the affiliates, they, um, we were trying to get more traffic. It was, you know, it was just a very, very competitive yeah. space. The adult space is still very competitive every year. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, we had, our CPA was like 25 to 30 bucks at that point. Oh, wow. We did a um, $150 CPA day. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. $150 uh, per sale. But then the the genius part of that was we ran the affiliate contest. Uh, Most of our affiliates were in the U.S., right? So Uh like that, you know, Pacific time zone to Eastern time zone. We ran the affiliate contest from midnight Thursday Eastern to Friday midnight Eastern. So then on the weekends, all the affiliates were kind of like not really interested in changing their traffic. So we got all the the traffic from the weekend, which paid off all the contests from the. (laughs) (laughs) It started a war though. It really started. It was like then it was like two hundred dollar days, and it was like never ending. I was like, what a nightmare! (laughs) This was a bad idea. Yeah. you know, it was, it was, it was fun. Savage. Yes. (laughs) It it was, you know, so I, I, that's, that's my school of thought with the the affiliate contest is that for me, when I, when I was looking at the risk and the stats after the affiliate, it was, it was terrible. It was terrible. We got so so many refunds and backs and just like all these people out of the woodwork. So that's why I was asking about affiliate contests. I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't hear about these huge contests. There isn't any like that I know of much anymore. Okay. I think, you know, the risk to reward may not be back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially for the owners, you know, that, that yeah. might suffer yeah. from, from that. But no, I mean, it's, it's very interesting. I still think that there's, um, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of good stuff in affiliate marketing. Yes. Uh, we don't, we hear a lot of people bringing it in house, but to me, um, you know, just like that golden nugget of what you said is that you can pick a traffic source that you're not, you know, using yeah. actively, whatever, and go with affiliates for that. And then that almost gives you like best practices or gives you an idea of how your offer would do on email or on Facebook, if you're not using Facebook and stuff like that. So that's really like super, yeah. super interesting. Um, so Josette, I've taken a lot of your time and I know you have, no like, your, 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 your brain is full of all this goodness yeah. of affiliate marketing is, do you have any other tips or anything that you want to share with our audience on, you know, uh, what you think about the affiliate? space? Um, no, I think it's, you know, still doing great business. I mean, I think, uh, there's definitely always, you know, trends that are different from like probably last year or the year before that, you know, but I think as long as, you know, you keep up with the trends and you keep your best foot forward, I feel like you're going to be successful, you know, whether you be a publisher or an advertiser or an affiliate manager, I think, yeah. you know, I think there's a lot of success in affiliate marketing. So, so I, I I lied. I have one last question now because I was like, oh, I did not. I have another question. I'm, I'm like I'm like the Riddler. I never stopped the question. Oh, I like uh, it. <laughs> so for for if you're if you're going to to outsource to an agency, um, what what like as as an offer owner, what do I need to look for in an agency? Am I looking for an agency that does let's say health offers all day, or am I looking for somebody who doesn't do health offers? Or what are like some of the questions I would ask, let's say, to interview somebody to know if they're a good fit? Uh, I think you know basically kind of like how long they've been in business would be you know one of them. You know just how long the agency's been around. Okay. Um, just because I think that's kind of a big deal. And maybe it doesn't because maybe they're new and they're upcoming and it's going to be huge. You know, who knows? But um, 
And then I think always you got to have a good synergy with, you know, the person you're working with. I mean, if you don't have that, then I would always say like, use your gut. <laughs> Cause I know that's always like, you know, people say that in life, but I do think you should always use it in business as well. <laughs> Cause if it doesn't feel right, then it's probably not right. You know, for sure. But, um, and then I also would, I guess if you have a health offer, you know, I would definitely make sure that if, you know, that network or agency has traffic for that offer, like expectation, you know, so, you know, maybe they don't have, so you just want to make sure you don't want to put all this effort and work into something. And then you don't get the expectation that you were looking for at the end. So (laughs) So ask questions, get some stats and, uh, and and it's huge. A Zoom call if you can't have a drink with the Absolutely. Group. Yeah. You can always cheers them up. Yeah. Cheers them up somewhere after this craziness ends in our world, hopefully. So for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Gisette. This was really, really informative. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I lost a little bit of that. Feel like I, I guess my ear to the ground was a little bit closer when I was in the adult space, but because uh, they, they heavily rely on affiliates. And then I, I feel like in the last couple of years, I haven't been hearing that much about affiliates. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the traffic source is alive and doing well. And uh, you know, I think the stigma of working with an agency like ten years ago was a little bit high. Uh, but now there's people like you, and there's you know networks out there that are doing it right because we all know that if you you know the more people you burn there's there's yes, a it's yes. a big world but it's a small world you know what i yes, mean yes, burn yes. Enough affiliates or you burn you know you burn either advertisers or publishers whoever you burn it's yeah. gonna come your back name will get out there yeah <laughs> exactly so you don't so always put your best foot forward yes 100%. Yes. And then once you burn somebody, they're not coming back. That bridge is gone. No. Right. So, you, you know, and then that person goes and works at another agency and they're like, we're not oh, yeah. with that guy. <laughs> so. yeah, and it's a close group, you know, even though it seems large, you know, but uh, if you've been around a long time, you definitely know the names and you know, the good and you know, it's definitely, it's a small, it's a, big space, but it's a small little unit, you know, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. I agree. And, and it's the same thing in, in the payment space. I mean, I, I hear people's names and people I haven't heard about in 10 years, they they'll come back somewhere and be like, Oh, wow. I haven't heard from this person for, for this long and so forth. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta keep it clean and the affiliate space. I feel like, um, a lot of affiliates refer their affiliate friends when something's working. Yes. So it's, it's a lot of uh, referral and a lot of, a lot of kind of goodwill, you know, Oh, I did, you know, this is performing well and so forth. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. And it's interesting that, you know, if people are coming to you as an agency, you can give them some stats and some numbers and they can make informed decisions. Cause you know, uh, that wasn't available uh, up until, I don't, I don't know. I, I exited the space yeah. a long, long time ago, <laughs> but I remember back in the day, it was like affiliates would contact me and be like, yeah, our offer is good. Yeah. <laughs> I remember saying that actually. Good. <laughs> I remember being like, yeah, just, just run it. <laughs> yeah, back when I wasn't sure, I'm like, just run it. Well, what are the, what are the EPC? I don't know. Just run it. <laughs> and I mean, it's just because it was like learning as you go, the knowledge, you know, just because it was a different space. I mean, I remember for a while, people would say, you're CPA empire. What are you guys, a bunch of accountants? You know, I was like, no. No, <laughs> I'm like cost per action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting the lingo down back, you know. But there's, not, there's, yeah. there's, the the affiliate space is there's yeah. so much lingo. There's a CPA, EPC, ECPM. Yeah, it's like, geez, it's a whole nother like, you know, it's almost like uh, 
short code, you know, yeah, no, <laughs> if you don't sure. know it and you're like sitting there going, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely, like I said, communication is big. Even if you maybe do have an advertiser who hasn't been in the internet space and they've only kind of, you know, been on the TV commercials and they are like, they don't know their expectations. So you kind of got to help them, you know, a little bit along the way. So we might have a little more knowledge than they do, you know, but it still might work out well for them. So it's always worth a try. You know, it's a, it's a good thing to test. I mean, you know, like, uh, testing new traffic sources or testing new relationship is never going to hurt as long as two people, like, you know, both parties are going in together and, and are, and are honest. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just good business practices. And that's, that's, that's the summary of our show. So that was our final thoughts. (laughs) I like it. We did good. (laughs) Thank you so much. Is that this was really awesome. And, uh, as usual to the audience, if you guys have any questions for Gisette, you can contact me on every social media platform or on my website, mariasparagas.com. And thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for having me. Hope you found today's session valuable. If you have any questions for me or just want to connect, please feel free to visit my website, mariasparagas.com. That's M-A-R-I-A-S-P-A-R-A-G-I-S.com. I'd love to hear what you're working on. So drop me a line on any hot button issues your business is experiencing. And remember, don't worry about failure. You only have to be right once.